I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is author and clinical psychologist Carol Hughes, Ph.D. Every year in the United States, over 600,000 people aged 50 years and older file for divorce, and researchers project that by 2030, this number will grow by one-third. It has grown so rapidly that sociologists have already coined a term for it, the gray divorce revolution. As the divorce rate for older adults soars, so too does the number of adult children who are experiencing parental divorce. Yet these adult children frequently say that they are the only ones who are aware of what they're going through and that they feel painfully alone. Carol Hughes shares her deep understanding gained during the innumerable hours she spent with these women and men in her clinical practice. She served for 10 years as an associate professor of human services at Saddleback College and is a two-time Fulbright scholar. Welcome to the show, Carol. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Catherine. It's wonderful to be here. All right. Well, the statistics that before the show, as we were just talking about, those statistics are pretty alarming, but probably after the pandemic and when uh, I'm saying once we have some control of, of what's happening, the divorce rate will probably soar even more than has been predicted, I would assume. Um, uh, so, well, that's what researchers are assuming as well, Catherine. If we follow uh, China and Italy, once they had their, their rates going down, their divorce rates went up. So well, it's not probably going to be a pretty picture. So there are lots of issues, right? And we're talking about specifically mm-hmm. in your book about the effect on the gray divorce. Um, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of literature on divorce couples and and younger children, but not so much on older children. And they feel, as I said in the intro, lost because they feel that people really don't understand the issues when your parents get divorced and you're, what, 30, 40 years old because uh, mm-hmm. they're different issues, right? Um so yes. it's not a non-neutral event for adult children. What makes it different? Exactly. Yeah. So, Carol, so why is it different? How is it different for adult children than, say, it is for a younger family? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we have a cultural myth in our culture, and frankly, other industrialized countries in the world are seeing the same effects uh, that we're seeing here, is that adult children are assumed to be grown, quote, they're adults, and their divorce should not affect them. Whereas with minor children, uh, we don't assume that. There's a lot of help and research about minor children and the effects of divorce on minor children. And uh, the research on the effects of divorce on adult children is very sparse. Um, So how does it affect them differently? Well, they're in different stages of development. Uh, Even 18-year-olds, you know, we consider them adults. They vote in most states. And yet most, many 18-year-olds are maybe off to college. They're off to training for their work. Maybe some are already working. Some are still financially dependent or at least receiving some help from their parents financially. And when their parents go through divorce, as we know, divorce can be quite costly uh, physically as well as emotionally. And sometimes that financial help dries up. Uh, sometimes those young adult children feel they need to stop going to college, trade school, whatever they're doing, and move back home and help one or both parents. The parent, one parent may become very depressed uh, 
And so they feel a pull back to help their parents. Some do, not all, but that's one of the issues. And then the middle-aged people, as you mentioned, 30s to 40s, we call them the sandwich generation. Often they already have a family started, maybe younger children, and their career, their profession, their jobs, their marriage, and they're juggling all of that, and they feel the same pull by their parents to help them become their, quote, uh, counselor, their surrogate spouse, their dating buddy. There are all kinds of stories about that. So they're stuck in the middle. And then even the older adult children, some are 50 themselves, you know, because we have the divorce rate at 65 plus in the research that the researchers uh, performed at Bowling Green State University showed that that divorce rate over the last uh, 20, 25 years has tripled. And so there's a lot of loss for all these adult children. Yeah, and I see, and very some similarities, you know, from 18 to, you say, what, 60, 55, 60, but uh, some mm-hmm. big differences. And uh, I think one of the things, uh, one of the questions that I have, and your book is guides us through all of these stages, but um, when you have, like, say, Grandchildren, for instance, I think that's a good example. Mm-hmm. If you have people in their fifties and sixties, because I, and suddenly grandma and grandpa are getting divorced. Um, what I've seen with in my experience as a social worker, that causes a lot of stress. Uh, maybe grandma, or grandpa has a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's coming into the picture. Um, they have to share time. You've got, you know holidays, rituals, all of those kinds of things are very difficult to adjust to for not only the adult children, but for the grandchildren. Uh, Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yes, that's a really good point, Catherine. And we do talk about that in the book as well. Uh, Yes, what what many parents, uh, older parents divorcing don't realize is the ripple down effect or the ripple across effect, whatever you want to call it, of how these waves of loss go through sometimes up to four generations of the family, depending on how old you know the, the parents are who are divorcing. And we know that divorce in our culture can be very litigious. That's one option. We encourage people to focus on a more family-focused divorce process if they're going to divorce. I'll mention that later more thoroughly. Um, but, yes, a lot of times the family members line up in battle form. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one, one sister, one brother against each other. The, the parents are trying to enroll their children to be on their side against the other parent. Maybe there was an affair, as you said, or maybe not an affair, but uh, later they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And uh, then the ch- grandchildren may never see their grandparents together in a, as a unit. And a lot of loss for the grandchildren and for their parents, the, the middle parents there who's, who have the children um, because they're, no one plans this. We don't dream that, oh, boy, you know, at such and such an age, I'm going to have my own children and then my parents are going to divorce and my family is going to rip apart. We imagine kind of the Hallmark commercials and the Hallmark yeah. cards, you know, that it's going to be one big happy family. And there is a way to help that happen even with divorce, and we talk about that, too, because we want to see people keeping their families together as best they can, given that they're divorcing. 
I think inheritance is one of the big issues as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, Concern- it is. Yes, it is. Yes, we addressed that as well. In fact, we aren't experts in the law about that. So we invited one of our colleagues who is a family lawyer here in California and also an estate planning lawyer. And he wrote uh, a lengthy contribution in the book about what a, what the parents should be thinking about uh, working with a professional, ensuring how the inheritance can go to their children, even if down the road their own children get divorced. People don't think of these things. And <clears throat> it's also, excuse me, uh, something that the adult children need to know about to talk with their parents about it. Because let's face it, a lot of times people do get remarried after divorce, and it becomes very complicated with stepchildren and sometimes two or three marriages after divorce. So we address that in the book as well. Yeah. So we really have to, I think, as you say, we have to, it's not the Hallmark card. So it's time for us to really address right. the issues because these are the statistics or we're looking at the science. We're looking at the statistics. This It's what mm-hmm. is, not what we would like it to be, which is... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you talk about Very well said. Yeah. Very well said, yes. <laughs> setting boundaries. Setting I mean, you give advice in the book about setting boundaries, mm-hmm. creating new family rituals. Uh, can we be specific about that? Let let's talk about some of them. Obviously, we we want people to get the book. It's a really good book and but let's um talk about the setting of the boundaries and creating new family rituals. What can one do or what can yeah. families do? Sure. Well, the, num- the first boundary that we encourage uh, adult children to set is something I alluded to earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, wherein they set a boundary with their parent, that they love their parent, they care about their parent, what they're going through, and they're not a professional, they're not their therapist, they're not their best friend, and encourage them to speak with their own friends, perhaps, or clergy or a professional because people are in pain when they're going through divorce, <clears throat> especially the one that didn't want the divorce, which is usually the case. One does and one doesn't. Um, and so that the adult child is not drawn into an alliance, as I mentioned earlier, with that parent against the other parent, because that creates a huge rift in the family, which if they, if they avoid that, then they can go on to do some of these new traditions and rituals that you were referring to, Catherine. For example... Many families do still get together at the holidays, and they're friendly, and they're kind to each other, and um, sometimes they do already have a new significant other, sometimes they don't, uh, but that way the adult children don't feel like, you know, they, they're the peacemakers here in this family, or even the grandchildren sometimes feel like they have to be peacemakers. Uh, another option is that the adult. I, I want to stop you there because how often does that okay. happen when they are? Because that sounds like an ideal situation that everybody can get ideal. together and celebrate <laughs> <laughs> the holidays. But how it often does that really idea. happen? Yeah, I mean, you're a psychologist. You've seen lots of mm-hmm. people, lots of families. Yes. Um, yeah, give right. us some insight into Thanks that. Thanks for stopping me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know any research about that uh, actually. In my 30 years of experience in this field, it's the minority of parents. And I tell them they're the poster children for a better way to divorce if they're going to divorce. And But I, I have had, you know, it's a handful, I would say, over the years. But even sometimes when they remarry, you know, they, um, well, this would be the younger adult children. 
you know, the, the parents and the new spouses will go, like, to back-to-school night at a parent conference. <clears throat> it's really quite amazing what some people can do if they're focusing on peace and uh, reorganizing their family rather than having it be just split down the middle, you know, and that's the typical uh, what we see, and that was the reason we picked the cover of the book, which has a house split down the middle, and that's not what we want, of course. Um, so, yes, it's not, it is the ideal, Catherine, you're correct. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, adult children can also take uh, a, a lead and say, you know, we're not going to cry about not being able to go back to mom and dad's home, family home, where we grew up. We're going to start our own family traditions. And mom and dad, you're invited if you can be amicable. Uh, we're not going to have a big fight. If you can't do that, then we'll have our own family tradition um, of holidays or birthday celebrations, birth graduations. Um, but and we're still talking about boundaries here. Uh, it's a very common scene, unfortunately. Um, maybe one of the adult children is graduating high school or college, and the parents are still so angry at each other that they make that celebration about them, the parents who are divorcing or are divorced, rather than having it be celebratory for the, the adult child who should be celebrating and being happy, not wondering if their parents are going to make a scene at their graduation, as an example. Or a wedding, which is very common. Or if, you know, mom says, if, dad, if your dad's coming, I'm not coming. Or dad says, if she's coming, I'm not coming. I mean, that's a horrible position to put adult children in. Well, as I'm listening to you talk, I think maybe the bottom line, everybody needs some. Going through this, it would be very helpful to have some kind of counseling and or therapy for mm-hmm. each one of those generations to help navigate. Yes them through all of this, right? I mean, I think that probably is yes. important. And because I'm thinking of the adult children, just going back to like, say somebody who's 40 years old and their parents are getting divorced and they have their own families. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've had this situation with their parents. Uh, I mean, some some of their parents have been fighting for 40 years too. And it's a welcome, you know, it's, sure. it's <laughs> um, it, it, there's more <laughs> peace when they do separate. But when it's not that, when that's not the case, um, do the adult children, let's say in that age group, uh, tend to get depressed, really feel bad? I mean, because they have had this mm-hmm. situation for so long, um, their parents not being divorced, that it it can cause a lot of clinical, or there can be, I guess you have to look for that, clinical depression on the part of the adult children. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have that insight because of your training, which most adults don't. Uh, <laughs> yes, even when it, it seems contradictory, um, if if I grew up in a, a you know hostile, my parents had a hostile marriage, fighting, and many times I I might have thought as an adult, as a child who's now an adult, golly, I wish they'd just get divorced and get over with it, you know. But when they finally do. They're shocked sometimes that they ha- they feel depressed about it or guilty that they had been wishing for this all along. Is there something I could have done as their child, you know, to prevent this? Because that's one part of human nature is sometimes to be thinking we're the cause. Um, and then the other dynamic that we see frequently is that then, you know, that saying the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, many adult children have told us over the years, you know, that saying, 
now I'm questioning, is my marriage as good as I thought it was? Maybe I'm blind, you know, maybe I'm not a good enough person, you know, for my spouse. And maybe we haven't been dealing with our own issues and it can start a whole, you know, dynamo effect of them having trouble or becoming depressed. One thing you just said. Well, the thing about adult children feeling as if maybe I could have fixed it. Like if you're really young, that's mm-hmm. you may think you may have caused it, but you don't necessarily, as a 10-year-old, think I could fix their marriage right. in the same way that, hey, if you're a middle-aged person thinking about maybe I saw this hap coming and I didn't do anything about it. And I, you know, that mm-hmm. the guilt, I guess, is what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in, in terms yes. of, yeah, being yes. the fixer or thinking mm-hmm. they could be the fixer. Right. Yeah. Right. And I saw it, you know, why didn't I, you know, why didn't I at least tell them they should go to therapy or something or, you know, uh, at least try to talk to them. But I was so eager to get out of that unhealthy household. I just let, you know, walked out the door and now I feel guilty. Yeah, it's common. In fact, the re- there's a little bit of research on adult children whose parents are divorcing and uh, several of them indicated that about half of the adult children had some pretty severe reactions like anxiety, depression, anger is very common, um, but they were disturbed, shocked, felt like their, you know, their, their foundation, even if it had been a healthy foundation, you know, had been destroyed, sucked into an earthquake and a lot of different metaphors that they use. But the good news about that research is the majority of those 50% within five to 10 years had reconciled with their parents if they had, you know, split away from them because they were so upset to preserve themselves, so to speak. So that's positive. And that they had, the majority of them had reached out to their parents and said, let's go to counseling together and work through this. So that's quite positive. So, uh, and that's, okay, that's the parent, that's the adult children with their parents who are Mm -hmm. getting divorced. What about Mm -hmm. the grandchildren and, 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 you know, because the, as you say, they're like, say thirties and forties is the sandwich generation. So they're dealing mm-hmm. with their divorcing parents, but they're also dealing with their children who are responding or reacting to grandma and grandpa getting divorced. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so that's a whole other uh, set of issues, I would assume, that these adult mm-hmm. children have to deal with. Definitely. And sometimes the grandchildren, especially if they're more assertive types, <laughs> will actually <laughs> tell their grandparents, you know, knock this off. This is my family, too, you know, and let's just have some peace here, you know, kind of thing. I'm paraphrasing, but uh, and then some don't, you know, you know, as, as a trained social worker, that uh, a lot of humans from very early age right on up through old age, how we deal with conflict is to avoid it and withdraw. And so that's a very common reaction. And so you can imagine if the, if the adult children and their grandchildren, their solution is to just walk, withdraw, then that's where we see that rift in families, which doesn't have to be if people could do some work on themselves and think about family really is forever. Uh, parents who are divorcing, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? for your children and maybe grandchildren about this time in their lives. Do you want that house with the rift down the middle or not? 
I think one of the other things that you talk about in the book is that, well, I think I mentioned that in the intro, that uh, the adult children feel forgotten and that when they express themselves in terms of their experiences and feeling bad, that people, maybe not necessarily even in their family, but let's just talk about in their circle of friends or colleagues, tend to ignore them. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you're 40 years old, so get over it, Uh, you know, and that's (laughs) not what they need to hear, right? No, exactly, and that's actually one of our passions in writing the book, is that that we've heard that over and over and over. I feel invisible, I don't matter, my feelings don't matter, nobody listens, nobody understands, and I'm dealing with all these nevers that you and I have been talking about, Catherine, never be in the family homes again, the grandchildren will never see their parents together, never, never, never. Uh, what is wrong with people? How come they aren't seeing what I'm going through? And what we know from the research in our field is that simply listening to someone who's going through a difficult time is part of healing. And if the parents could simply listen and not judge, you know, their children, if the friends of, you know, and friends and extended family members, community members, neighbors, colleagues at work would not say, what do you mean? You're not six years old. You're 40. Get over it. Aren't you glad they didn't divorce when you were six? Just simply listen to these adult children. That's part of healing. They're healing. I, I think the whole, as you're talking, I'm thinking loss. It's a huge loss. Yes. I mean, it's it's a loss for everybody. And I, I think, as you mentioned, you have to acknowledge the loss first. Each one of the yes. family members, the divorcing yes. one. Yeah, and and not until you're able to do that can you really go forward, I don't think. You have to really acknowledge this is a major loss. I mean, it might turn out everything will be much better in the end, but you do have to acknowledge the loss. And as you say, don't just avoid it. Avoid the, the exactly. loss. Or, yeah, or the conflict. Exactly. That's di- yeah, and that's difficult. Easier for some and obviously difficult for it others. Is. I mean, it when is. you were writing the and book... Catherine, and get, I, yeah. I, want, I, I just wanted to add one thing about loss. And that's the reason there are 13 chapters in the book, of 14 if you count the introduction. The fourth chapter is about loss, grieving and loss, shock, grieving, loss, yeah. um, because it's exactly what you just said. We need to acknowledge it before we can move on. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to... No, that's, that's important, that and, and it's good that there's a whole chapter on it. Uh, I guess, what about when you were writing the book... Uh, any, were there any major surprises? I mean, you've had a lot of experience. You said, I mean, 30 years of, of seeing people as a clinical psychologist. So anything that struck you as, wow, I, this is like a whole new revelation to me. I, I, I was, <clears throat> because there is a little bit of research, what shocked me the most was the statistics, the research I quoted earlier about about 50% of the adult children in the studies, of course, this isn't every adult child in the U.S. or industrialized countries, was, you know, struggling with some pretty serious feelings, I'll say. Not clinical depression, but, you know, the whole range from a 1 to a 10 on the scale of 10, you know. Uh, That was what shocked me the most uh, because, you know, in our practice, we, we already have a bias because people come to us because they are already hurting. Um, but, you know, this was just um, not a cl- in a clinical setting, these re- this research. So to me, that was the most shocking, the size of it. And, and also the research of how many, you, you quoted the numbers at the beginning of the, um, the, at the session today, 
our, our session together. Um, 600,000 people in the United States divorce every year. And that's, let's say that they're married, so that's 300,000 divorces. And the average you know, number of children is one to two, according to the census. So then that's about another 600,000 adult children. So then you add all those together, that's 1.2 million people every year in the U.S. that are affected by divorce, of a, a gray divorce. And then next year, there's the same number. So not everybody's done healing in one year. Uh, and what also shocked me was that um, this is a phenomenon that's going on throughout the industrialized countries. So Japan calls it the retired husband syndrome. Uh, the UK calls it the silver splitters. Um, Canada calls it the calls the divorcing great people, great divorce people, diamond divorces. And Australia, New Zealand, I mean Spain, all of the European nations. It's quite interesting. In fact, as soon as the book came out on the uh, the internet, not ready to be published yet, I had report, I had people contacting me from somebody from Moscow, Spain you know, wanting more information. So, I mean, That's great not, for the book. That's <laughs> It's great. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, so, so. Uh, well, that's a question. Surprise. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. So, um, mm-hmm. so the industrial, we are not alone here in the United States, as you're saying, all the industri- mm-hmm. industri- mm-hmm. other industrialized nations have the same problem, the same issues, which is interesting mm-hmm. because they still are different cultures. You know, you're talking about Japan mm-hmm. and yeah, Australia, um, and, you know, the United States and others. But, um, okay, so give us um, websites that we can go to to buy the book and mm-hmm. more information Definitely. about you. And if you're planning to write in your next book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I have, uh, as you read, you read the book. Um, okay, first let me give you the info. So uh, okay. the book is available on Amazon. Uh, of course, and if if people just Google "home will never be the same again," that's the title of the book. It pops right up. Of course, the first uh, link is Amazon. It's also available on the publisher's website, which is Roman R O W M A N and Littlefield dot com, and various other outlets. I mean, it's on a number of outlets. Um, my website is drcarolhughes dot com. D R carolhughes dot com. My divorce website, a bad timing, but it's under reconstruction right now. It's there, <laughs> divorcepeacemaking.com, but some of the links uh, aren't yet populated. Um, and we also have put together, Catherine, for your listeners, uh, a handout, some tips for adult children and for the parents of adult children who are going through this, the great divorce. And we can send those tips to you. Um, it's a free handout that we created. Um, or if you don't want to do that and they, you want them to contact us directly, I can give you an email where they can send us an email and we will send it to them. Okay. Great. Give us the email. We've got 30 seconds left, so quickly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the name of the book, Home Will Never Be the Same Again at gmail.com. Great. Dr. Carol Hughes, author of Home Will Never Be the Same Again, A Guide for Adult Children of Gray Divorce. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Good luck, good luck with the book. It's a great book. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Good luck yep. to you, too. Thank you. 
I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. 